Previously on the Black and Blue Report. We are pleased to welcome in for the first time the host of Fox NFL Sunday. That's Kurt Menefee. If you look at, at, at the talent, the roster, what they have, and also what's going on in the rest of the division, look, I, I see no reason that the Saints shouldn't be at least expected to be at the top of that division. Well, Raphael Bush has certainly shown a, a lot of leadership here throughout training camp. He's also been taking most of the first team reps at free safety, and he's kind enough to join us. Nobody's satisfied with what we put out there on tape last year. Uh, we we had to come back this year, and we got we had to make some improvements, and uh, we're still doing that. You know, we're not where we want to be. We still have some time, but I like I like where this team is. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go, a brand new week of the Black and Blue Report. Welcome in to Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly, and this is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We are set to have a busy week here on campus, on the football side, of course, as camp has now been completed, and we will wrap up the exhibition schedule this week as well and we'll get that roster down to 53 um, by the time we reconvene on a Monday or excuse me the Tuesday after Labor Day it'll be time for the regular season I can't believe it hey listen yesterday was uh, a quite a different preseason game at least the third preseason game for the New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans too as you know the Texans beat the Saints 27 to 13 at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome dropping the Saints to 0-3 if that even matters in this preseason, but uh, I think I think a couple of observations are worth uh, starting our show off with. Number one, I guess I, the only reason I say it was it was a different third preseason game is because traditionally, even under head coach Sean Payton, that third preseason game has really served as a dress rehearsal for the starters going into the regular season. Well, I think there are two things in play here, and I don't want to. Uh, speak for coach I, I can only just maybe speculate a little bit but number one I think um, is that I think coach Payton is is pretty solid with his starters especially in offense uh, he knows exactly what he's got in those guys and those units and the time they've spent together not only in preseason action but also in training camp practices and again keep in mind two of those practices were against the New England Patriots so <laughs> almost the same value maybe even more than the preseason games themselves. The other end of that equation, uh, as far as getting looks at guys yesterday, um, the continuation of the audition, if you will, and that is, I think, at the bottom of what potentially would be the 53-man roster or who will be kind of some of those final people in following what he already knows, uh, I think there's a a lot more um, evaluation that has to be done. These decisions may be harder than, than you and I could even imagine. So I think that also played into how um, the game was staffed yesterday, at least from a player's perspective. We'll see, we'll see how that bears out, and then this quick turnaround coming into Thursday against Green Bay. But uh, you know, a couple things. The coach was not real happy with the penalties yesterday. I think they had eleven again. Uh, yes, eleven penalties for 148 yards uh, called against the Saints. And then while the Saints did record a, uh, a sack, and, uh, and I thought that it was interesting that the two guys who combined on the sack, Tavares Barnes and Tyler Davison, two, two guys that I think are going to factor into this 53 on that defensive line, uh, the Saints finally got their first sack of the preseason. There's still been this lack of defensive pressure up front or pressure on an opposing quarterback, I should be more specific. Um, those things still linger a little bit, and we'll see how it goes. So uh, it just, just a couple of takeaways from yesterday's game. Um, the quarterback situation... I don't think we've learned a whole lot yet, although Mike Triplett may shed some more light on uh, his thoughts about who will be the number two. Uh, the kicking situation, according to Coach, is still very, very close, although Hawker yesterday had two field goals, 
one of which was for more than 50 yards. Uh, and then, as we said, who are going to be those last pieces of the puzzle? And I think that we still need one more preseason game and special teams film and the whole nine yards to kind of figure all that out. So we'll see what happens as the Saints get ready to make those moves. First cuts, uh, obviously, before the Green Bay game, and then down to the 53 following uh, the action on Thursday at Lambeau Field. As we mentioned, Mike Triplett from ESPN.com with us today on the Black and Blue Report. We're also going to take you inside the Saints locker room following yesterday's game. Hear from some of the uh, the stars of the game, or at least the ones that stuck, uh, that, that did, did enough to stand out. Obviously, Delvin Bro's on that list. Um, Haoli Kakaha, who I thought delivered uh, some nice pressure. Didn't necessarily get a, a sack yesterday, but continues to deliver pressure. Uh, as a pass rusher and also a run stopper. And then uh, Marcus Murphy, who was outstanding, all-purpose-wise. He led them all yesterday, uh, and he show, has shown a lot. He's taken advantage of the opportunities afforded him, primarily due to injuries, say, to guys like C.J. Spiller. Keep that in mind. Uh, and then Edwin Baker has been a great story for us uh, during training camp. Young man from uh, Michigan who uh, spent his off-season working as a human resources operations guy at a mortgage uh, lending company. Uh, he was on the practice squad with the New Orleans Saints last year. Um, I think he probably makes an NFL roster somewhere, although I don't necessarily know that it's here because of the talented backfield that the Saints have. He scored a 45-yard touchdown yesterday uh, and got a great block from Bryce Harris, the backup tackle, on his way around the left end to get that 45-yard score. So... We'll hear from a couple of those guys here in just a moment. And then, as we mentioned, Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. We're just getting started on the week. It's a Monday on the Black and Blue Report. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the ever-popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Still to come, Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. But let's take you inside the Saints locker room from yesterday, or actually last evening now, uh, as that game did wrap up in the evening time. Saints losing again to the Texans 27-13. There were a couple of bright spots uh, that uh, we did uh, catch up with some players on. Number one, of course, would be Edwin Baker, who uh, has been trying to make this team as a running back. The uh, Mr. Baker was on the practice squad last year with the Saints. 
Um, I think that he's in a crowded field right now, but he did help his cause if he has one still at this juncture in camp. Two carries yesterday, 49 yards for Edwin Baker, the longest of which was the 45-yard touchdown run. It was exciting. It was around the left end, and Baker caught up with the media after getting dressed following last night's ballgame. Edwin had that feeling in a world where you got to make the most of limited opportunities. I mean, it felt great, you know what I mean? Just, uh, I was happy that I was able to uh, showcase uh, that ability, you know what I mean? I pride myself on speed, so uh, speed kills, and I was happy I was able to showcase that tonight. Did you did you think that you would get more touches tonight, or was this just a situation where you got to, you got to take advantage of just the two? I mean, I'm take advantage of each snap, you know what I mean? Don't know how many you're going to get, but uh, make each and every last one of them count, and uh, that's what I did tonight. Do you reflect on this more as a memory of you scored a touchdown in an NFL game, or do you see it more as a check another box in my pursuit of making a roster? Uh, I would say both. I would say both because um, right now you, we live in a dream. You know what I mean? I don't never take this opportunity for granted. So I definitely uh, always want to reflect on um, scoring in the National Football League. I mean, I ain't want to do nothing else since I was five years old. But also I have to take account that this is a business and um, also I have to understand that um, wherever it may, wherever things may go, um, I just have to stay positive and control what I can control. Describe the play for me. Um, I mean, it was outside, outside, nice little toss. You know what I mean? Um, Got a great kick out block, and I just seen green grass, and I just took off and go. That was pretty much it. What will these next few days be like for you and your teammates? It's such a short week with all that's involved with regard to ending camp. I mean, we just got to go out there, um, come back tomorrow, um, regroup, go back to the drawing board, and um, get ready for Green Bay. Oh, sorry, congratulations to Edwin Baker. I thought that was pretty cool. And that, of course, came with two minutes and 22 seconds left in the third quarter of, of yesterday's ball game against Houston. Listen, Marcus Murphy was outstanding yesterday. Um, when you look at all the different ways that he impacted the game, uh, you want to talk about all-purpose. Well, he was all-purpose, to say the least. Uh, Murphy had uh, three catches. He was targeted three times, uh, resulting in 67 yards. He also rushed the ball eight times for 43 yards, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. And then he was involved, of course, in the kick return game. He had one punt return for 11 yards. He had another punt return that was outstanding. Sideline to sideline, long return, unfortunately a penalty, wiped that off the board. And then he also returned one kickoff for 20 yards as well. So I'll let you do the math while you listen to Marcus Murphy uh, speaking with um, the media yesterday, the, the gaggle of them. They were all around Marcus Murphy at his locker, uh, the rookie from Missouri. So that's part of, you know, the growing experience, just coming out and uh, learning the playbook, you know, learning how the, the offense rolls and, you know, just getting better every, every week. I know I got called back, but what did you see on the turn? Kind of, you were able to kind of break it off to the outside there? Uh, yeah, uh, we had great leverage on the outside. Um, I, I wanted to find a seam, you know, but the outside, it opened up, so I took it. Thanks. Marcus. Yes, sir. No, he didn't actually say it to me, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's a great feeling, you know, but at the same time, I just know I need to get better every week. Um, as a rookie, you know, I still got a lot of things to learn, so I'm just looking forward to, to learning all I can, you know, and just moving forward from here. Does that relax you at all? No. Uh, I mean, it, it, it creates fire, really, you know. Um, now that you guys are saying that, I think I have something to prove. You know, I have to keep getting better every week and showing that, you know, this wasn't a one-time only thing. You know, I can do this each week. Talk about your confidence level now opposed to a month ago. It has to be uh, increased quite a bit. Yes, it has increased. Um, you know, coming in, you, you really don't know what to expect as a rookie. Um, you're on a new team, new organization, new playbook. 
but just learning, you know, going going through the preseason has helped me out a lot, you know. In week three, I feel like I'm in a good spot. Well, along with Murphy, we also highlighted uh, Haole Kikaha in our first segment and the way that he played yesterday. And we also touched upon the fact that Delvin Bro finally made uh, his home debut uh, in a Saints uniform. The New Orleanian uh, did get a lot of snaps last night, and he's clearly now probably the third cornerback in the Saints defensive uh, rotation. Uh, he got a start at one corner opposite Keenan Lewis yesterday. He caught up with the media after the football game as well. I think the majority of the visit here should be credited to uh, Cox Sports Television's Mike Neighbors, but we'll let you listen in to Delvin Bro. All smiles after uh, that debut yesterday in front of a lot of friends and family. For a long time, was everything you expected? Huh? Oh, yeah, and more. You know, um, it was a, a, a excitement, you know, uh, adrenaline rush just coming out the tunnel today and uh, knowing I'm playing in front of my hometown and my family out there, man. It was just an incredible feeling. Looking back at this camp and getting to this point, you know, how do you, would you assess the way you played? Has it even surpassed your expectations? Uh, yeah, it, 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 a lot of it. You know, um, just those starter guys for uh, Houston, man, just running around and giving me opportunity to uh, cover them and, and seeing the speed of the game. And uh, I think it's, it's everything and more. Expectation. This is all about opportunity training camp and with the, the injuries the secondary. Just talk about the opportunity you have and how you're making the most of it. Well, uh, the, the opportunity is, is huge right now. You know, we have guys down, but like Coach says, the next man up. And uh, you have to take advantage of all your plays and reps you get because you never know when those guys get back. It, it may be tough to uh, get a spot. So I'm just taking advantage of all of them and um, talking to all the other guys about taking advantage of it too. Dylan, how have you improved as a player and what do you need to improve on from this point? Well, I just have to... Like I said, get the speed of the game down more and uh, understand how guys coming off the routes and, and if, are they really pressing me to go upfield. and stuff. Just little mental things that I need to uh, work on to get my game tight. All right, so there you have some of the sounds from the Saints locker room yesterday. It was a loss. We understand that. It was a preseason game. We are fully aware of that. And we'll see what this week brings uh, for all these uh, gentlemen we just uh, highlighted and uh, those the rest on the 90-man roster, which will soon get cut by 15 and then head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. We'll cut away to a break, but when we come back, my tri Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. His thoughts here this week of the Saints. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at EntergySavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue here on this Monday with Mike Trippett from ESPN.com. He's been kind enough to join us to to look back upon uh, yesterday's ball game and then what lies ahead here this week. Uh, Mike, I don't think, uh, first of all, happy Monday, Mike. I should say that first. That's only fair. Um, yeah, and then number you. two, thank you. thank you very much. Uh, and then number two, um, I don't think that was the preseason game number three that we expected from either the Texans or the Saints yesterday uh, on a number of different levels. you agree? Yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer. Um, I wanted to see the Saints offensive line going against J.J. Watt, Vince Wilfork, and Jadavion Clowney. Um, you know, last year the third preseason game was uh, Drew Brees versus Andrew Luck, and that, that proved to be pretty exciting. And Brees came out and had a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, and uh, this year, yeah, things have changed. But I think some of it is a good sign. They didn't need to see more from Drew Brees this year. Uh, he could have called it a preseason after what he did against New England last week. So he looks ready to go. Four drives, uh, four scores for him. Brandon Cooks continues to look good. Mark Ingram continues to look good. Teron Armstead and Mark Max Unger continue to look good. There's, you know, there's reason for hope with the offense. The defense, I think, continues to to have people nervous. I think health will play a big role in that when Brandon Browner comes back or Ferris Bird can come back. Uh, but look, we knew the defense was going to make people nervous. They're going to have highs and lows uh, all year and uh, strap in for the ride. <laughs> I think some of that nervousness comes from the fact also, too, Mike, that we've seen a little bit of everything from them, both you know, yep. negatively but also positively, too. Well, look, that's what I wrote right after the game. I said, for the first time all, all season, the Saints finally had a middle-of-the-road performance. You know, they had an extremely poor performance, in, the starters anyway, extremely poor in week one, extremely great in week two. Uh, and we figured the truth lied somewhere in the middle, and last night we got somewhere in the middle. You know, they gave up one touchdown drive and, and a few field goal drives and a few punts in the first half, and uh, I think that's what the Saints are. I think uh, same with the offense. You know, they had to settle for a field goal when Drew Brees got him down to the 10-yard line, couldn't punch it in. I think the Saints are the middle-of-the-pack team with an above-average offense. I've, I've been picking them to go 10-6 and six all along. I don't feel much different about this team today than I did six months ago. Wow, okay. Um, that That is intriguing because of, as you mentioned, you've had some injuries that you didn't necessarily expect, uh, and you've also had some, uh, probably some guys that may or may not make this roster that none of us probably had on our radar either six months ago. Um, yeah, what about the, the individual yeah. details are, are, are unpredictable. Who's going to get injured? Um, who's going to rise up like, you know, Brandon Coleman early in the offseason, Willie Sneed lately in the offseason. Um, but, but like I say, in general, my, my general big picture overview of this team was that the offense will still be a top five offense and the defense will improve slightly enough to maybe be the 24th ranked defense in the NFL. And, and, and in, in that sense, you know, we didn't know all the specific details. There's some positive defense. I'm, I'm high on what I've seen from Cameron Jordan and Akeem Hicks, which is really important. I'm high on what I've seen from Delvin Bro, um, giving this team an actual real nickel cornerback, it looks like. Um, and then, obviously, there's, there's some things to be worried about, a lack of a pass rush, question marks about the edge rushers, injuries in the, in the secondary. But, but like I said, when, when the goal was get this defense from 
31st to 24th, I, I think that's a manageable goal. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so too. But uh, again, you, you just brought up the lack of a pass rush or question marks about it. Seemingly, listening to Coach Payton last night, that is a very big concern of his. Uh, the, also, the penalties yesterday, also a yeah. big concern of his. If, if you were to list those two things as, as top of the concerns, I guess, list for Coach Payton, other than finding the right 53, which they'll endeavor to do this week, um, how correctable are those two big concerns that he was outspoken about yesterday? Yeah, penalties are going to be correctable. Um... You know, it's funny. He he said like he's, he said a lot about last year that he would have thought, based on the way they played last year, that they were one of the worst teams in the NFL in penalties, and they were actually one of the best. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that in the preseason that's usually a big number, but it's also happening as you're shuffling in a lot of guys with first, second, third string units, guys who aren't going to make the team. Um, they haven't. They've had some penalties, but haven't been overwhelmingly consumed by them with the starting units. So I'm not overly concerned about that. Although alignment issues and getting 10 and 12 men on the field and pre-snap penalties and stuff, it is it was a big concern last year, and you know it's bled over into this offseason. So that will be a big point of emphasis, but not a huge concern. The pass rush is a real concern. Look, it, it wasn't great last year when they had Junior Gillette and then they let Junior Gillette go. Um, like I said, I'm very high on Cameron Jordan and Akeem Hicks. They shed a lot of weight. I think they're going to be more disruptive up front. I think they're really motivated to do that. Uh, and, you know, you get question marks beyond that. Howley Kakaha, Kasim Etabali. We haven't seen anything from Anthony Spencer in weeks since he's been injured. I don't know that he'll make the team for sure. Um, so I think the pass rush is not going to be a strength of this team. Um, maybe it'll be a little better than last year because of what they can produce on the defensive line, but it's going to be a work in progress, no doubt about it. Very high on the, the list of concerns or shortcomings. Yes, okay. Um, you mentioned the Spencer situation. Let me uh, let me take a different angle with regard to putting together the 53 now, which we have that first cut coming up now in less than 24 hours, basically. But, Mike, if you were to look at the list of 90 right now, as it currently stands, is there a player or play, are there players that say we're on the outside looking in at the start of training camp that have maybe done enough here to make this Saints roster after this week? Yeah, well, there definitely are those players. Um you know, I'd have to know what the Saints magnet board looked like before. Uh, I'm trying to think of players mm-hmm. who, who changed my prediction. Um, I wrote a lot about Willie Sneed today. He, he's one of these guys that is this classic preseason. Um, and I feel like they've had one or two guys every year, whether it was Joyce Bell or Traveris Cadet or Adrian Arrington or Andy Tanner. He's just played too well to let him go. But I don't know where he fits on the offense. He feels to me like one of these guys that, you have to keep him, but is he going to be in that top four receiver rotation and actually play on Sundays? I don't know, um, but but I, I have to put him on my projected 53-man roster because he's played so well. Um, and uh, Marcus Murphy's the other one. I think I probably penciled him in uh, and thought he was 50-50. used to think he was 50-50 with Jalen Saunders for the kick returner role, but Chum Payton left left that one in no uncertain terms when he said he's making this team uh, last night. Now I wonder if they're even going to find a way to put him in on offense, especially if C.J. Spiller isn't ready for week one. Um, So those are two guys who have stood out 
you know, we didn't know what Delvin Bro was going to be like at the beginning of the offseason. I, I think if I would have projected a 53-man roster in the spring after they drafted two other corners, I wouldn't have had Bro on it. But, boy, Bro is their third their third corner. He He's elevated ahead of everyone they've drafted over the last two years. So he's another one. And, and then uh, the defensive lineman, I think, you know, Tyler Davison is going to make this team. Um, undrafted Bobby Richardson, I think, will make the team. Undrafted Tavares Barnes might make the team. There's definitely some young defensive linemen who've won jobs in the rotation on this team as well. He's Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. One more question for you, Mike. Uh, what did you make of the quarterback rotation last night? Can we Should we read anything into it? And, and maybe does it affect how Thursday plays out against Green Bay? Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, Ryan Griffin has a lot of fans from playing at Tulane and he's made a lot of fans from playing well in his first couple of years in, in New Orleans. But I don't know how you can't read, uh, read into it that the writing's on the wall for him. Um, you know, it's two years in a row where I've been surprised. I thought it was going to be a 50, 50 battle between McCown and Griffin, but then the preseason games come along and it's McCown coming in first for every single game. Uh, you know, Griffin's never really even had a chance to work with the ones in a preseason game with the starters and then last night he doesn't come in until there's only 42 seconds left. Uh, you know, I don't I don't see how there's any way he's their number two quarterback when when he hasn't even auditioned for the job in a preseason game. So I I think it sure looks like McCown's going to be number two and Grayson's their development or quarterback for the future. So I don't think there's any room left for Griffin. I think he's going to have to pursue his promising young career in in another NFL city. Yep, and I think it, I think we'll get that chance if this is if this is certainly yeah, the case. Yeah, he deserves that so, chance. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, Mike, I know that you've got a busy week ahead of you. I'll look forward to seeing you over the facility, and then of course uh, at Green Bay when the uh, Saints take on the Packers. I really appreciate your time and your thoughts this Monday. Happy to do it, Sean. You got it, Mike Triplett, ESPN.com. Also follow him on Twitter. Make sure you do so. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. All right, fantasy football folks, I think uh, it's about draft time. If you haven't hit it already, it's coming up. And tomorrow we're going to bring back one of our regulars on the Black and Blue Report. That's Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com. He will talk fantasy football, our first installment of this new season. He'll do so tomorrow with Daniel Salerson here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue to get you ready for Saints and Packers this week at Lambeau Field. Talk Saints and NFL tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, and we'll be checking with the basketball team, I think, later this week 
uh, as we uh, get closer to the Labor Day weekend. Can't believe it. We'll be in full swing on both sides, really, when we turn the corner around this holiday weekend coming up. We certainly hope that you had a great weekend. Um, I think it was probably uh, somewhat emotional for a lot of folks, but I also hope that you uh, were able to enjoy the final weekend of August. We're ready for September. It comes your way tomorrow, and that, of course, will also be the Tuesday Black and Blue Report. Thanks again to Mike Triplett from ESPN.com for joining us today. Don't forget to check out his work at ESPN.com. It's very specific. He covers the Saints or ESPN.com, and so if you go to the Saints page on their website, you'll be able to see all of Mike's work, and then it's easier to know what he's up to uh, by following him on Twitter. Keep that uh, keep that on your uh, on your mobile device today. All right. With that being said, we'll say goodbye on this Monday. We can't wait for tomorrow. We'll be talking fantasy football, Saints, and a whole lot more. We'll see you then. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.